Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a Hello and welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. The websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, FamilyPetAncestry.com. They go to most of the same things all over the place. Feel free to review the show on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much. If you need to get a hold of me, it's Jackie at JackieCation.com. Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady fixed this audio. Mike Rickberg composed the opening song, sang with his wife, Sarah Cohen. Mike will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Vilmos works on the website, JackieCation.com. On the website, JackieCation.com, there's links to this podcast and my comedy podcast with Lori Kilmartin, The Jackie and Lori Show. There are links to watch me do stand-up comedy. My calendar is on there where I'm performing. If you want to support the show, there's merch at JackieCation.com if you want a Dork Forest t-shirt, if you want a stand-up t-shirt, if you want stand-up CDs, uh, there is also a DVD. And the CD and DVD, everything's available streaming. The DVD is streaming on ComedyFilmNerds.com. All of my CDs are available on Amazon and iTunes and Pandora and Spotify and YouTube if you just want to listen to them before you buy them. If you want to support the Dork Forest, there's a couple of different ways. You may PayPal me uh, a donation. That's right. You could also Venmo me a donation just at my email address. You can support the show in a lot of different ways. You can get merch. You can donate directly. That button is available at JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com, and I appreciate any support that you do. There's premium episodes that you can listen to. If you've run through all of the ones that are uh, sort of archived in Blog Talk and then the almost 500 episodes on Libsyn and iTunes right now, and you need more Dork Forest, you can go to the dorkforest.bandcamp.com. There's probably a dozen live episodes. There's a couple of of free things as well, and there's a storytime album, which is me telling a couple of stories. Everything's like a buck or $2 or free. Let's get into the show. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in the living room. Return guest, Felicia Michaels. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. All right. FeliciaMichaels.net, spelt uh-huh. like Felicia Michaels, and <laughs> at Felicia Michaels on all the things. Stand-up comedy. You also uh, took uh, amazing photographs. See, so let, let me just quickly ask you okay. about the photography thing, because uh-huh. I, th- I feel like it started out as a hobby, and now you do it for... M- I mean, it's part of your living, right? Right. Because um, JFL, you did Just for Laughs in Montreal. Yeah, I've done them for three years in a row. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it again next year because it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really, a lot of shows. It's a, you, I am go for like, you know, 15 hours a day. Yeah, How many weeks? Because that's a more than one week event, isn't it? Right. No, I only am there for like four nights. But it's like oh, you, you are there. Like you land... And you bang for like, you know, 15 hours, just that, yeah. everything, yeah. So yeah. you, but you have a very nice camera. Thank you. I've had a lot of very nice cameras. Have you? Yes. And how long have you been uh, taking photographs? Well, um, so I, as you know, I'm a comedian, and uh, yes. I say you, meaning you, Jackie Cation, and Me, whatever Jackie. strangers are listening right now. Exactly. We worked together on the road uh, at least once in the yes. 90s. That's yes. when we first met, 1994. Yes. Very yes. exciting. Yeah. So, uh, uh, congratulations on uh, you doing so well, by the way. Uh, and also with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so I was somewhere in the South because I was really starting to work a lot as a, a comedian traveling, but I was very young. And back then, you would work sometimes Tuesday through Sundays. Those are big, long-ass weeks. Or sure. Wednesday through Sunday, but you had to fly in Tuesday and blah, 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 blah. So, I was in uh, Hilton Head Island. Oh, yeah. And, I remember uh, that gig. And I'd always had this fantasy. South Carolina, right? Yeah. yeah. I always had a fantasy that I wanted to be a photographer, right? And here I am in Hilton Head, uh, and uh, they were having a uh, NAACP march. Okay. And, uh, and the KKK came out to... Uh, protest that. Protest that. Yes. And, uh, and I remember the club owner said to me, uh, hey... 
I got a convertible, an old vintage convertible. Would you mind sitting on the back of it while it's down and waving? And I said, what? He goes, yes, I'm going to drive around at the NAACP (laughs) march. And I'm going to, you know, it has coconuts on it or whatever it was, you know, and you just wave in the back and we'll, you know, everyone will know that you're at the club or something like that. And I was like, no, no. You wanted to advertise the show uh-huh, at the NAACP uh, March. March and yeah. protest. Yes. Yes. Uh, and as white people, you would not have been assumed that you were on the side of the NAACP. It would have been assumed that you were Klan members with his coconut car. Like a fucking weirdo. Oh my god. I know. Or so, I think it was coconuts anyway. So, uh, I, but I did go down to the march and I just remember I saw this little old lady uh, and I mean old, 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 like legs as thin as rose stems old. And she was uh, crouched behind and hidden in these bushes. Like in the bushes. and she had Hiding. Like, hiding and she had like a little confederate flag on a stick and she was like waving it and i was like that is some fucking weird shit just a little white lady yeah just a little like little white lady oh i'm gonna come out here and wave my flag but hide in a bush like little lady right well that's how racists used to that's that was great it was great when racists felt like they had to hide in a fucking bush get back in the bush racist piece of shit lady good for you so then I was like, that is some crazy shit. And then I walk and then uh, there were uh, these KKK guys and they were being kind of aggressive to the marchers. And then there was a father and son, African-American father and son. And uh, the father had a uh, old school video camera and he was actively... Uh, filming the KKK and the sun was behind them like you know what I mean and they were like you know and I thought to myself in that moment it is ridiculous that I am traveling all over the United States as a young person and I don't have a camera with me (laughs) and that's how it started and that is how it began did you go that day and purchase a camera I went back to New York because I was living in New York at the time. Yep. And I went and got a camera, and then I took uh, photo classes like at the new school and all sorts of stuff. And then I took my camera wherever I went. And then I started obviously taking a lot of classes and you know and then you collect all the fucking cameras you're never going to use and i gotta have this and i gotta have that right and uh so i went through the whole thing and this was pre-digital right so you did you learn how to develop film and yes the whole thing and it took forever for me to learn you know because i was traveling a lot right so it was a slow process it was a very and it wasn't digital so and i'm not that smart and i'm dyslexic and so it's a lot with the numbers, and so it took me a long time to kind of get it right. And then uh, I had done quite a few classes, and I was like, I, I knew I liked documentary photography. Okay. And, yeah, like street shooting. I like that a lot. Okay. And then I was like, I need to have like a project. I need a project. Oh, like a, like a, a task or something. Yeah, or, like or a, a photo project, you know, like, you know, like. Okay, like, you know, I mean... You're going to be the person that does something. But I, I should I should just focus on a project. And I was taking a shower, and then I was like, what? Who do I know that's interesting? Who do I know that's interesting? <laughs> 20 minutes later, I was like, what about all my friends who are comedians? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I turned the camera on the comedians. That and what year was that? This had to have been probably... 94. 94. You didn't have the camera when we met in um, North Dakota, did you? Yes, I did. Yes. All right. Yeah. Because we went out to the, uh, the, the base. Right. But you didn't take any pictures. I didn't take any pictures. I but might we not were have on the stealth kit. We, yes. We, we, I don't think we were allowed to take pictures <laughs> of the stealth plane yeah. that we got to sit in. <laughs> That was such a crazy experience, it was right? A, I, I remember it to this very day. Uh, yeah. 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 I had that headshot that was a boob shot, and I would sign on the boobs, wish you were here. Uh-huh. I was a classy lady. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what? That might have been right before that uh, gig in Hilton Head. I bet that was a, like right before. It might have been. Because right, both were right when I started yep. headlining. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. And, uh, 
So then you started taking pictures of comics in New York? In New York, and uh, and it was right when the alternative uh, scene kind of exploded in New York. So, it, uh, And then I was married at the time, and my ex-husband had a room, and that's kind of where it started happening. So I started photographing there. Okay. And... Uh, uh, and that was right around. Uh, Did you get any good, like Henny Youngman? Did you? This is the 12th century, right? Let's let's go back in time. Who was it? Was it Dick Van Dyke? Who was doing stand up? 1994. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, uh, it would have been. In fact, I photographed Maria. There you go, Maria. Uh, she was one of my first uh, photographs in that. Uh, what was the name? Luna Lounge or something. Oh, the Luna Lounge. I yeah. did the Luna Lounge. Yeah. What a weird little room that was. It was like right by that deli, right? Yeah. Well, it was. It was in. It, it was in an area that has been gentrified at yes. least three times yes. since then. Yeah. And but so it had then, a curtain. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird little place. So the the talent at that time it was like Mark Marin, Louis C.K., Janine Garofalo, like tons of writers: Todd Berry, David Tell. So. Maria, uh, you know, just everybody. So I st- started photographing. Sarah there. Vowell used to go up there. Do you ever see her, Sarah Vowell? I bet if I saw her face, I might not have. She looks like Wednesday uh, Adams from the Adams Family, and mm. she writes now writes uh, funny historical nonfiction. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's she's sort yeah. of the. Uh, she used to be on the Daily Show a bunch, but uh-huh. she used to do more of a, a stand-up-y spoken word kind of thing. Uh, and that's where I met her. And I remember going, who the hell are you? Yeah. You're fucking hilarious. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I started doing that. And it was kind of a slow process because it was also uh, black and white film, like 3200 film. And then by the time you processed it, and then, you know, you have to be very organized. And I wasn't necessarily. So it was kind of a, a slow practice uh, and a, to get it right. Right. Yeah. Right. It took a well, long and that's time. the whole thing about learning, in in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, when you go in, uh, when you don't know how to do something, uh, you don't know how to do it. Right. So it takes a while to learn how to do it. Yeah. But you go in wanting to learn something, and then it could take ten, twenty years to get anything close to decent at it. So. Right. So how long? So I did that for uh, quite a while, and then when I quit comedy. I really got into photography because I had uh, kids and I was just like, I just couldn't do the road anymore in that way. And uh, Were and you it, here by then in Los Angeles or were uh, you still in New York? No, I, I we had just moved to Los Angeles. There you go. Yeah. And so, and I did one TV show and then my, when my youngest was two months old, I was like, it was just too hard. And it, the thing is too, when, like, when you're a comedian and you don't have kids, you can live in a rough world, you know what I mean? And see the ugly and everything. But then once you're taking care of this being, you want everything to be okay. You certainly did, for sure. Yes, you want Lori, everything just to work out. Lori you know? Kilmartin could give a shit. Yeah, She's like, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> no. How old is he? Two months? I gotta go do sex. I'll be right back. Don't worry about it. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. That wasn't you. And you, also, you, had, you were like, I wanted, I wanted to be perfect for these babies. Right, right. And yeah. I was just so over comedy because I had given it a big, long run. And I was just like, fuck comedy. And, uh, and it always surprised me that I came back to comedy. But anyway, so during this period, I took nine years off from comedy. Okay. And that's when I really started pursuing uh, photography. Like I shot probably like 300 weddings. I worked. Oh, wow. And interned for a bunch of places. And then, you know, so just mostly all people, sorts of stuff. Though. You 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 like to photograph people more than like yeah, landscapey stuff. Yeah, or? yeah, I'll do landscape stuff, but uh, I'm definitely more of a people person, and yeah. uh, so that's why the comedy still uh, with shooting photography. I mean, comedians was such a great thing at that time. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, portraits are. I I find that I mean I I like pictures of 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 scenery and stuff. It's all very lovely. Uh-huh. But um, like when I look back on like all of my vacation photos, I'm like, yeah, that's what that looked like. Where is everybody? Right. And- <laughs> <laughs> very, like, true. Exactly. very true. Yeah. So like, it- I love a beautiful setting, but I need a person in it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. like, let's get you next to this waterfall and then I'll snap a shot. Right. How about that? Right. So then I did, then that's when I really doubled down on photography and I uh, did a lot of street photography all over the world. I got very lucky in that way. And I, and I just, you went all over the world. I went all over the world. And, Where'd you go? Uh, Russia? 
I went to like you know South America. I went you went to, to South America, Argentina. I went to uh, like Vietnam. I went you, to Morocco. What, and so, were, what were you doing there? What were you doing there? Just photographing. You just went those places. Now, were those assigned places? Like, what, I, I'm, I have to ask as a comic. Right. Air and hotel ground. What'd you get? No, I didn't get. No, that, I, that it was, was just, just you. I need to go to Budapest and take I pictures. I was like when I quit comedy, and then my uh, husband uh, at the time, uh, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was like, "Look, I'll be a stay-at-home mom, but twice a year, I'm getting the fuck out of here." You know what? Oh, I mean? fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, I so like, you gave yourself like two weeks or something, yeah, or a week. So like, Two or three times a year, I'd go away for like 10 days to two weeks, and I would nice. go on these photography trips. Yeah, I got really lucky in that way. I'm very fortunate. And that, and I'm so blessed I got to experience that. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah you are. But yeah. I love that you took the bulls by the horn. You're like, mm, no, no, I'll race these babies, but twice a year, um, I need yeah. to take it on the arches and, uh, yeah. and, and hit another continent. Yeah. So. And, it, and it made me... Uh, uh, like I, I remember I went to and uh, and my ex husband started to do pretty good, and I went to Vietnam on a trip and Cambodia, and I uh, had a profound uh, change in my life because of my photography and being able to go to those places and and understanding. Yeah, what that'll I change you. Because you went alone. Yeah. I, I went with uh, other photographers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you usually go on like a photography retreat kind of thing? Yes, yeah, stuff okay. like that or classes or yeah, we yeah. Would just go to yeah, – I have a, two friends that we go to and we do these really fucked up um, self-portraitures all over. And so we do like I, just a ton of stuff. Yeah. And so um, – anywho, so when I came back home like to L.A. and, you know – like I, now as like kind of a Hollywood wife, I was just like, I, this is not how I envisioned my life. Right, you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't want to live in. Uh, I don't want to live the way I'm living in a business where there's no accountability for how you're living. You know what I mean? I really wanted to be thoughtful about my life, and it totally changed my life. What was it like taking pictures? I mean, did you want to talk about photography, or do you want to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all. That's all intertwined. What was it? What What did you take pictures of? Oh, when like, I would go away. Yeah, like, like people. let's say, let's people. let's pick a thing. So you're in you're on the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Uh huh. What did you take a picture of? Oh well. Uh, Where are those? Can anybody see those pictures? Are they at FeliciaMichaels.net? Some of them are at FeliciaMichaels.net. There we go. Yeah. So mm-hmm. well, uh, so we would like we took a train. Uh, you can take a train from South Vietnam to North Vietnam, and. Uh, uh, and it goes so close to the Chinese border, and it's so interesting to see the difference between uh, uh, southern Vietnamese and northern Vietnamese. Because the southern Vietnamese, in my opinion, I'm an ignorant fuck. I didn't go to college. They seem. Uh, this is the third time you've called yourself stupid. That's, uh, I Rangers know. don't I believe know. <laughs> her, and uh, don't ever call yourself stupid. Well, so I there you go. I don't want one person who's like a fucking Vietnam Vietnam expert. Uh, welcome to the Dork Forest, the safest space in the world, where everyone's like, "Well, she may not be right, but she's happy about it." Right. So go okay, for there it. There you go. Well, anyway. And you're not going about to say anything racist or horrible. I don't are you? think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it's not your go-to, Felicia Michaels. I believe in you. Go. Okay. So anyway, so if if you're on that train, then you uh, take a picture of the port, or you take a picture of people drinking in the car, you take a picture of, you know, uh, the train stop that you whistle through, and there's a hundred thousand other people. You know, you take a picture of everything. You know, what makes a good picture, though? Is it? Is it? Are you looking at the faces? Are you looking uh, at the composition of the hundred people right. that are standing there? Well, ha- to me, like the best photography and what I try to aim for is it's like a math graph. You know, like a math problem and a graph. And when you see something visual, to me, it's like you see the, you know, understand what I'm saying? Like the quadrants or something? Or yeah, like, I don't know. You know, how, yeah. you know, like. So you uh, break it up into a frame yeah, in your face? So, yeah, in your head? Like, you know, the line paper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the line paper with the squares that yeah, you're in college or what? Craft paper, right? So if you turn that on its side and you're looking at it and you, you know what I mean, have to equal it out and 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 space it correctly and it just becomes like a, like a graph to me. And when I see other people do it, it's like exciting. What's a good picture? What, what is there anyone you like? Who do you like? Who do uh, who other people who do pictures? Uh, I like a lot of different people. 
Um, I hope I get the names right, but one of my favorite is Sebastian Delgado. Okay. I think I hope I have that right. And uh, he's awesome. There's so many... There's so many people. Does he, where does, what does he take pictures of? He takes pictures like of, uh, I think he did these, uh, I think it's Salgado. He did these uh, miners that were uh, uh, gem miners in South America. Okay. Or, and they and he is so like that. Like that, Just as I said that, I envisioned graph paper in my mind because... Like, he has this one picture where it is, uh, so you're looking into the gem pit, right? Okay. And uh, and there's little trails crisscrossing across the whole, you know, frame. Because it's a deep hole Because it's something. a deep hole, but it's where people are walking down into the hole, walking in and out, and it's just filth, right? Okay. And the way the people are lined up going back and forth with those uh, with uh, the- trails, yep. it's in this pattern, and it's like in such a natural, beautiful, weird pattern and with the people and it's like a beautiful math problem you know what i mean like and and when you're looking at it you just feel the humanity in the moment like everyone's hard work and and the eons of you know that were how many feet went across all those trails and how long it took to to make those little trails and all you know every and and who you know it makes you think about What's the biggest gem you're gonna find, or or who is really not feeling good because it looks like hideous work? You know, it's like all those emotions plus a math problem. So it's it's is it a dark photo? Is it light? It's is it black both? and white? And he's his light is sick, sick, <laughs> sick. I know. Because where does it come from? Where, where is is the light coming from? Is it coming from above? Or is it he is does. it artificial? Uh, well, it's, oh, no, no, no. It's all natural light and, you know, how everything, you know, it's all natural light. I mean, it's just, it's just so amazing. I don't like, uh, like I worked uh, as an intern for a famous photographer who did a lot of, all his stuff was studio. Okay. And, uh. Sort of like the. The babies in flower pots. No, his name okay. was Michael Greco. He did like uh, he uh, defined like a lot of photography in the late eighties and early nineties by uh, you know like uh, the X fact not the X Files. Okay, you remember the poster of the X Files? It was just like Mulder and Scully standing there with just you know sort of light. backlit. Yeah. Okay. Light. He was just very like a studio guy. It was dramatic. He was his, and he's an amazing photographer. Right. And so I interned for him, and uh, and I got to work on. He did a book about the porn stars in uh, that do the AVN awards. Okay. So what's he, AVN? Uh, the Adult Video. Oh right. Some, yeah. It's Greg Fitzsimmons hosted it like yes, a bunch of years in yes. a row. Yeah. In fact, I think he was there the year I went, and I was uh, an intern. Okay. Uh, you know, assistant slash assisted. Yeah. And so I uh, worked for him as an intern, and I got to go to, and I think it was at the Venetian, and I, it was my job to go pull off all the porn stars to come get because it was a portrait book it's just okay yeah it's just like so you get the different porn actors to come and and sort of line up to go get your photo taken by the by the famous guy who does dramatic photos right yeah yeah yeah. so and but it was also like everybody everyone that was part of the avn so because for the experience of like a coffee book table of the avn oh cool yeah it was very cool but it was a lot of hard work yeah and uh but i knew that wasn't my type of photography because i'm I'm, you uh, like the street stuff, not the studio I just stuff. Like stumbling across stuff. I think that's what, and that is what I like about it. Uh, I hope his name is Sebastian Salgado. I, I would hate to like mispronounce a guy's name that I just basically just uh, raved off about. all over no, no, the well, both the, of us. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, is you raved about him. If you got his name wrong, it could have been okay. worse. Okay, okay. People <laughs> all know what I'm talking yeah. about that, but anyway, so uh, uh, so. Uh, I, I know I wouldn't uh, do good in a studio, and and what I liked about uh, people shooting and street shooting and shooting comedians and all that, because it's the same uh, muscle in one sense of you're always trying to find the perfect moment. Okay, and those you know, moments you are what real. I'm yeah, yeah, you're yeah. outside or because you're in a you're club. Because you're surfing what's going on. Yeah, like yeah. if you're in a club and you're performing live. You're surfing the crowd, right? Right. Well, photography, it's visual, but you're surfing to find the perfect combination of things. Light, 
you know, uh, how everyone, things framed up, like the math problem, the emotion. Do I understand what I'm photographing? You know? Right. Yeah. Now, when you take a picture of, and of course, this is completely self-motivated. Uh, if you take a picture of a comedy, when you take a picture, do you snap like several in a row to try to capture what's going on? Or you do you set it up, you snap it, and then you, you're, you're hoping to catch the moment? It's Because uh, it is that kind of thing. Well, you know, I like to think when I go, snap, 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 <laughs> that something will actually be in focus. Not normally. <laughs> right. The camera jerk, you know? Well, oh, because uh, if you take a bunch in a row, you don't know which ones are in focus and which aren't. Well, and because people are moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's hard, too. And and it depends on what kind of lighting situation, because uh, you're going, when I'm photographing stand-up, you're going from a situation where you could be almost in complete darkness. Yep. Uh, or you're going to go in a situation where it's a fucking light bomb. And right. how do I control getting all this light down? Right. And you're, it's all manual, right? You, you, it's so not, you can do uh, some you auto? Can do auto, but I don't uh, – because I, I like to shoot uh, with uh, 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 not by uh, – see, now I can't even remember. Uh, oh, fuck. The aperture? Aperture control. Yeah, that's okay. what I, I – <laughs> Like, I'm like, really? look, look in your mind for a photography <laughs> word, Jackie. <laughs> it's My the apology. only one I came up with. The other one was right. lens. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, aperture, that's a good one. That's a pretty good word. Yeah, I came out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I have lenses that are very low light, like a 1.2 or a 1.4, which is a very low light lens, you know. Oh, so they aid in the in the in the capturing yeah, of... Yeah, you have of, certain lenses for certain things. Like, sometimes I'll have my big lens, which is like a 70 to a 200. Yeah. And uh, and, and then I uh, photograph... That's when you're photographing a stage or something like that. Oh, okay. Or, you know. Do you... So here's what I like. I like uh, when someone uh, is either at the same level taking a picture of me on stage uh-huh. or above me. Yes. Taking it from underneath. Yeah. Too many chins. A lot oh, yeah, of chins are, are happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah. I had uh, some guy used to take pictures. I forget who it was. It might have been Dan Dion, who told me that he was uh, he could never get a – I was always talking, and so there was never a good picture of oh, me. Really? <laughs> Comics are, by the way, some of the most fucking annoying people to photograph ever on the planet. With the Earth. constant chatter. Jesus It's Christ. like there's no – wait for the laugh. How about that? Why don't you chill? And uh, it's very hard. If I notice someone like a real photographer uh-huh. in the audience, there's a woman who does the improv a lot now. Uh-huh. I'm like, I look at her, and if I see her, I'm like, okay, well, try to wait for more laughs so she can get a decent picture of you. Right, yeah, and, that's cause true. I, I, what I would like is a picture of myself on the wall at the improv. I mean, they mostly oh, only right. have men. Yes. But they might one day have me. You never know. You don't know. You never know, Yeah. They might like a picture of me one day. Well, I would tell you that there are certain people that are hard to photograph. Jeremiah Watkins. You know why? Because he's always moving around. I don't know who that is. He's a comedy star guy and okay. a really funny guy. And then uh, and then people, what they wear, like I was doing the Just for Laughs and how he wore a Beatles white T-shirt. Yeah. The white album, I mean, but it was a black T-shirt with like the white album. Yeah. But that is just now, you know what I mean? It's too, it's too contrasty. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, you know. And do so, you always shoot in black and white? No, no, no. Now I shoot uh, digital, and I have for a long time. And, okay. Uh, and in color. Uh, oh, that you can then make I'll black do, and white. Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll do them black and white, but it's very rare. But, uh, yeah, so that. But now it's become this ungodly, unwieldy uh, project. and Oh, to try like, to shoot? No, to put together. It's like become... Like overwhelming. Oh, because of how many yeah, pictures there are. I've been are? photographing since '94. Right. Comedians. Right. Yeah. So now that's a lot of pictures. That's a lot of pictures. And what when I did was you go thinking, digital? I went digital about uh, ten years ago, I guess. Okay, so 2008. Well, I, I I got a, a digital camera, but it wasn't very good, so I was still shooting film. Right. And then once the cameras got better, then. Uh, that, I haven't shot film in a long time. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so about 10 years. Yeah. Sounds about right. I think I got my first digital camera when I, in like 2004 or something like uh-huh. that. And it didn't, the pixels weren't that great. And the, um, but it was still neat because you could take a many, a thousand pictures. Oh, yeah. And I got really lucky because after I worked for that guy, Michael Greco, as an intern, then I got an, uh, another internship 
at a digital capture firm, and then I worked there. Uh, and that was the uh, what is that? It was like when people first went digital, uh, and they they would shoot directly into a computer, and so you were the person capturing the images, making sure everything was you know going straight and right. You know what I mean? So I learned a lot about uh, digital stuff that way, and so I got very lucky that way. So okay, yeah. what about Photoshop? Are you good at Photoshop I'm too? Not that, or you know, it's it's Photoshop's its own animal, it's own, an it's illustrator its own animal, and, and it's like like my son now is really into photography, and he's nineteen. And, he's, and he only shoots digital, but he really likes to print. Like he's fascinated by the printing process, and he's going to be a lab guy. Like he loves to be in the lab, and that was never my thing. I could do it, yeah. But my thing was more. I just want to shoot. You know? Okay. So yeah. So anyway. So when you look at them, are you looking at them at us on a screen? You're not looking at them in print. Well, now they're on the screen. I have some printed, though. Yeah. yeah. I just bought a Canon printer, so I'm about to print off a bunch of them. So, but when he shoots, uh-huh. he wants to print them and then look at the prints. Right. But what he does is he'll, he'll uh, actually uh, process them himself. Yeah. The film. And then he'll... Uh, oh, not digital? No, yeah, he shoots film. So okay. he'll process the film myself. Okay. And then he'll uh, scan the negatives. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. And then... Life is short. <laughs> Life is short. You have to want to do that. That sounds like a different dorkdom entirely. You hear my shit about digital. And I love film too, but he, like, we, for like a year and a half, would have these huge arguments about film and digital. Because he wanted to prove that it was somehow better. Yes, yeah, a lot of people yeah. like vinyl. Yes, In other news, yes. who cares? Yeah, right. Uh, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I hope it all works out for you. If he likes that, that's because uh, I, I did do, uh, there's an episode, a, a live episode with John Scalzi. Uh-huh. Who is uh, a writer? He wrote a, uh, a very famous science fiction book called mm-hmm. Red Shirts about uh-huh. essentially the the Star Trek red shirt guys. Uh-huh. Anyway, but he's a photographer, and his love of photography takes place. He loves to take the pictures, but his favorite part is the Photoshop part. He yeah. he loves yes, to fiddle and yes, diddle with it. Yeah. Uh, ad nauseum, and then yes. he creates some amazing photos. Well, I, I dated a photographer for a while named Hugh Kretschmer, and he's an amazing photographer. And his stuff is, uh, uh, he likes to do, when you look at it, you think it's been photoshopped, but it, he likes to do uh, like all like all as props and stuff. Like that's his thing to make, yeah. Oh, he creates a Photoshop kind of environment in real life? Kind in real, of? Yeah, yeah, so it's uh, in camera, you know what I mean? Okay. Like he's not doing it uh, Photoshop, but he's also amazing. But people that really love certain things uh, about photography, it's always so inspiring. And or like how about knowing how other people that do comedy photographs like Troy Conrad, oh, yeah. Dan Dion, and there's a lady out of New York. But what's so amazing about photographing is uh, four or five different people. There's probably like ten people all across all across the country that specifically doing comedians. I would guess, you know, that, maybe that, that you know of. That off, I that off maybe hand. offhand. I could yeah. say I know like four, but there's got to be maybe ten. There's got to be yeah, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what's amazing about it is how everyone's pictures look so different. It's true. Uh, Carmen Morales. So fascinating. Uh, she put. She did the the picture that is on my main page. Oh yeah. Yeah, of yeah. my website, and she just there were pictures. I think it was in Orlando, some comedy festival I did, and uh-huh. she just was taking pictures. She's like, if you use it, just put my name and a link to to my website, and and so I did because she got a really good picture of me. Yeah, and it oh, was nice. yeah, nice. But it, they don't look like some of the, and it's from underneath too. I don't know how she did it. Oh. <laughs> She's. I think it's a side. I think it might be a profile kind of situation. I'm uncertain. I can't even. Now remember. I gotta go look. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm like, how did she do it? And uh, but yeah, I mean, because I suppose everybody's style is different, and and mm-hmm. they're even if they're using the same camera. Uh, right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, it's just me. The eyeball. Is and it the eyeball? Well, I don't, here's the thing. It's like when I was uh, interning for Michael Greco, and he was he did a series of people on Venice Beach that is so. He's an amazing photographer, and I remember standing right next to him with three or four other people, you know, all helping out or whatever, and 
like literally looking right at what he was looking, right. not more than two feet away. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw the pictures, like a couple of days later, not understanding how he got that picture. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I didn't see what he saw at all. You right, know? it's fascinating. I wonder what because you know um, Susan Melgen. Uh, who is Andy Kindler's wife. Oh, okay, yeah. For years, she did headshots. She did a headshot of mine in, I think, 2000 or 2001. It's It remains, I think, the best-looking picture of me oh, nice. in headshot form. Oh, nice. Um, she caught something that I don't know how she did it. And one of the things she did, here's the only thing I remember from the shoot. She was like, just start telling me stories. Start talking to me. Don't, uh, I don't want you to just smile or sit there or do it. Tell me about, uh, you know, any, any, what material are you working on? Uh And so I got to work on for like an hour and a half. I got to work on material and, um, at her and she caught me at really interesting facial expressions that I was like. Oh, do I look like that? I, I I feel good about that. Yeah, and, uh, and so, oh, but I don't know, like how, like how do you artificially create a situation in a studio, you know, set, setting? Right. Because well, those guys just are master. Uh, it's a different skill set. Huh? It is a completely different skill set, and I can do it like on a very base level, but I don't enjoy it so much. But. Which is why capturing admire people that can do it right and capturing that thing in the moment Uh that's something that that when you do it right is got to be the most glorifying and especially (laughs) the guys that did it back in the day on film yeah that did all the crazy studio stuff like that to me especially having been Michael Greco's uh, intern where we had to haul gear and do all that right right how heavy everything was yeah just to and I remember one time I was oh he was photographing like Kathy Griffin uh, for the uh the D-list or something. She had the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was doing the promos for that. And I was standing next to a pack because I was making sure one of the packs that had been being cranky was firing the light. Okay. And, uh, and I, you know, I had met Kathy at that time, maybe a few times, but I, she wasn't in my circle necessarily. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and so I was just standing there minding my own business and she's in the middle of getting photographed. And then she's like, Felicia Michaels, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Learning how to do things. I'm, a, I'm doing the other thing I like a lot. <laughs> and people were like, how does she know you? And I was like, well, I was a comedian. Yeah, I did stand-up for a thousand years, yeah, and then yeah. I stopped. My ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. It's another ad for the Fab Fit Fun Box. Sign up today for the Fab Fit Fun and get your fall box. The fall box is in limited supply, and they always sell out. Use my code DORK to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com, sign up, and start getting the box for a life well-lived. Use promo code DORK to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. The fall box includes, by the way, a Glam Glow bubble sheet mask, a set of two simply whimsical tea towels, some shower gel. Like, there's usually a, a facial exfoliant cleanser. You'll either get a teapot or a French press coffee brewer. Then uh, sometimes you get uh, an umbrella. There's always a makeup thing. Sometimes it's eye stuff. Sometimes it's lipstick. Sometimes it's bath oils. Anyway, it's a fun, exciting thing to get. Four times a year, you get a, a box that's fabulous, that helps your fitness, and it's fun. FabFitFun.com. Use Dork. Get $10 off your first box. So $200 worth of stuff for $39.99. Uh, do it. Let's get back into the show. So, by the way, I'm, I am talking to Felicia Michaels, uh, Rangers. You should know about it. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so we're uh, talking to Felicia Michaels. It's at Felicia Michaels and FeliciaMichaels.net. Liars Club is your podcast. Yes, I just started a new uh, podcast. I had a podcast uh, about four years ago with Joey Diaz, and that did pretty well. And he uh, has uh, moved on to wonderful things. And So have you. Uh, yeah, I have it yeah. my own way. That's for sure. And, uh, and is Liars Club one on one? No. What we do is uh, I do it with my podcast partner Jessica Wellington. Excellent. And uh, she is the first uh, female door guy at the comedy store. Excellent. Yes, she's fantastic. And uh, so she asked me to do it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to do it." And uh, so <laughs> we came up with an idea, and it's not like a new idea, but it's called Liars Club. And we asked two comedians to come on, and they come on and they tell two stories 
each, one a lie and one the truth. Mm-hmm, and then we mm-hmm. have to figure out uh, which story is the lie. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And do you have them on separately or do the four well, of you together, sit around? Together. All four of yeah, you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then you have a comedy documentary that you shot? Yes, I did a uh, comedy documentary called Pervs. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, do you know Susanna Lee? Did you ever meet Susanna Lee? D- Diva D- D- Lucky Deluxe? Deluxe. Lucky Deluxe? Yes. Burlesque uh, yes, dancer yes, yes, and stand-up yes. comic. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, yes. So uh, she... Uh, had been doing stand-up, and she did burlesque, but unbeknownst to some people, uh, quite a bit of people, actually, she had been uh, working at the at a peep show to make ends meet, and it was the last uh, working uh, vintage peep show in the Los Angeles area, and it, it was uh, called... A vintage peep! Vintage peep! <laughs> I want it to be called vintage peep. Yes. So it was... Uh, it was not? No, it was called uh, the Venus Fair or something. Okay. Like it's still there. It is actually one of the creepiest, coolest places you could ever fucking set your eyes on. When you're okay. the carpet is like Vegas carpet, but it's like naked chicks on a swing. Oh, weird! It's so like, swirly, yeah. but uh, but if you look yeah, closely like 70s, at it, yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's nakedy ladies yeah, it's on crunchy. swings. It's, Excellent. It's, uh, you know, the whole place <laughs> smells like <laughs> a cigarette. It's an ashtray from 1912. Candle Company and sperm. You know what I mean? Lucky like, Deluxe. She asked me one time if I would sit on the other side of a window of. of that's what it show? was. I asked you too. Well, yeah, and I said no. Yeah, if I remember correctly, no. and uh, I was like, that seems you know, uncomfortable. It didn't hurt my feelings because, and, and it didn't hurt her. She was like, if you don't want to do it, if it sounds like it's not for you, yeah. please don't. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, yeah. and I can't, yeah. so I didn't. And uh, Lori did it, and um, oh, Kill Martin did it. Kill Martin did it. All right, and she Rontowski was, do it. Uh, I didn't know Rontowski as much when I first right. started shooting it, uh, but Lori did it, and she was just a bucket of giggles. Like that was what was fascinating. About That's what was fascinating. the reactions, yeah. the different reactions. Because uh, uh, Susanna Lee, aka Lucky Deluxe, uh, said to me, "You know, I work at this place. I'm I'm coming out to comedians about my day job, and then I want to interview the comedians in the peep show perv booth, right? Okay. And so it was, and so it was called Peeping Comics, and we were going to do it as a web series, and then. Uh, but uh, it became what we filmed was in a lot of ways unexpected. Of course, there were people like sex talk and you talk the dirty and she titties and blah, blah, blah. Provenza did it naked. <laughs> uh, oh, he did it naked. He did it naked. And but some of the conversation. Louis C.K. wasn't there, was he? No, he was not. Uh, rod in hand. No. Anyway, uh, good for good oh for that. I wish he would have. That would have been perfect. <laughs> he would have loved that, and uh, possibly not. Maybe because everybody would have known that he was it was consensual. Anyway, right. so uh, but uh, what kind of changed the project is Rick Shapiro uh, came and did it, and uh, and I know that name. Yeah, Rick or Shapiro, I know a thousand guys named Rick Shapiro. Uh, he has a twin brother named Rob Shapiro. Who are they? And they're like these, like. Comics? They're comics. And Rick has been on a lot of stuff as an actor. And he's just like, he's just like one of these wild New York street comics that was, you know, like hung out with the Ramones, blah, blah, you know, a kind of personality. And they did a lot of crazy shit. But, it, but Nick DiPaolo or, or Geraldo? More DiPaolo like or more no, Geraldo like? Like street, like street, 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 street. So. I don't even know what that means. So. I'm going to tell you what it means. So. <laughs> uh, but he has a, he had kind of a, you know, he's kind of known to be a little bit volatile or, you know, and she was really afraid to do it. And I was like, no, I think we should try to do it because this, this is for street comics. This, if it isn't this project for comics that came from the street, I don't know. Like Joey Diaz was in it, Felipe Esparza was in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what project would be. He should be on this project. And uh, finally she's like, okay, because you don't want to be that asshole either. And when he came and did uh, the conversation, it got kind of emotional uh, with him sharing that he had worked in the sex business as a very young man. And it became, and he just shared, I don't want to give it away, but he just shared this story. And uh, it wasn't that funny, but it was so profound. No, and no. It was so and we shouldn't beautiful. laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and the way But it was that, real. Yeah. And a way that it affected her, I just really love that moment and when we're cutting together the web series 
I just, you know, it just wasn't usable in that, like, hee hee ha ha titties and ass, you know what I mean? Blah. Oh, it was supposed to be five minute episodes of, of right. something yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, uh, and it was too good. And I just it was too to good her, to stick in like a tiny I, yeah, episodic I thing. I just said, we, I think we should try to put this together as a documentary. And uh, because I just feel like I think this would be helpful to some people, you know, because she was going through a lot uh, with herself, too, at the same time. So just so would you, did you end cool up project. shooting extra stuff? We went and we shot... Uh, with just her? Over, we shot over a two-year period, so we would shoot and have, like, you know, five comics a day for, like, two or three days, and then we'd have to, you know, because it was also working with the establishment, and, you know, it's a peep show establishment. I mean, it's, it was hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you had to walk I a do. fine... I do know what you mean. Well, you had to walk a fine line with, you know... Their egos and their business, and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. My father once said to me, so, you know, I was looking at this contract to the stripper. Do you have, you got to write in your contract. And I was like, what do you think is happening, Dad? I do stand-up <laughs> comedy. There's very few contracts besides an email that says, I will give you $900. Contract, I get suspicious. <laughs> exactly. There's a, I, I, do some, I do some fine reading if there's a contract. He's like, I'm just saying, this woman makes a lot of money. Is You just got to, and I was like... Okay, I'm glad you're hanging out with strippers again, Dad. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, so we left that. Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, but it's, uh, so uh, that has been in. How long is Pervs? It's about 50 minutes. It's, it runs you know, about 50? Yeah, yeah, it's an odd time length, but uh, we could have made it a lot longer. Not everyone that we filmed could, and then it's also because, you know, everyone's having a different experience with it. So how do you weave that together in a story? And exactly. And Shapiro is actually uh, what, made me think this could be woven into some kind of narrative in some way, I guess, right. you know, so, but it was a great experience because I always wanted to make a documentary and I was so thrilled that I got to actually do that because I'm at my p- point in life uh, now where I just want to do what I always wanted to do as a kid. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, uh, if not now, when, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. might as well, might as well do it. Right. So, and your kids are growing up, right? Are mostly? Uh, 17 and 19. Yep. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now. We could talk more about photography. Uh-huh. I'm going to Vietnam uh, in... You are? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to spend two weeks in Vietnam and Cambodia and going to start in Hanoi and end up in Bangkok. And now, but, is it a tour tour or is it just vacation? Uh, well, I picked up a set in Hanoi and one in Bangkok because I'm a tax and pay Democrat, but I'm not a moron. Right. So, and uh, and I'm planning on, you know, I'm there will be material from it. Are you going so, with Andy? I'm going with Andy that's and going to go on a... But it's going to be a tourism tour. So we're okay. going to go see the Killing Fields. We're going to go see oh, Angkor yeah. Wat. Yeah. We're going to uh, take saw a- that. This is what you could do in Angkor Wat, and I hope they do this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Is uh, so you want to go early? So you want to like leave early the in hotel, the day? Like you want because what you want to do is you want to get there a little bit before the sun rises, and then you want to stumble around. There'll be the, the tours. I bet will do that. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And you're gonna stumble around. And you're gonna be like, what the fuck? And like I had to actually <laughs> like I'm sure you'll flash your phone. I had to flash my camera at the time to see the steps and all that. And should then we bring a tiny flashlight? Oh, yes, you should. All right. Okay, and then you get to the top right as the sun is coming up. Oh, my God. It is so awesome. And there's these cool, like, little, like, sculptures and everything of just, like, naked ladies with titties and snakes coming out of their titties. <laughs> I photographed that a lot. <laughs> Any boys? Any boys with the with their snake-like penises? Well, uh, no. No, and I that's <laughs> oddly something I never thought that you, you know would what, say to me on a podcast. Well, you know, <laughs> you're leaving money on the table. Leaving money on the table. Because uh, who doesn't want to see uh, snake-like penises coming out of a statue i do i do i do do. it's my best impression of heterosexuality is whenever penises come up i'm like let's look at that and uh, so with consent and at this point in a monogamous committed relationship so please do not pull your dick out thank you very much uh that has now been said out loud moving on Uh now so have you been to so uh, Angkor Wat is in cambodia so you've been there yes and then you've been to vietnam you go to hanoi and Yes, I and did. Yes. It's uh, a friend of mine. His dad was in the uh, 
diplomatic service. And so mm-hmm. he was in Vietnam in 1972. And I was like, did you ever ride your bike on the Ho Chi Minh Trail? And he was like, no. I said, I've always thought you did. And he was like, don't be ridiculous. Why would I have been on, like, he's a tiny blonde, like, cherub right. boy. Uh-huh. Uh, I just picture him on the Ho Chi Minh Trail on his trike. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe on a two-wheeler. He could have been seven. Wow. Well, it was kind of an emotional trip for me because my dad did two tours of Vietnam, so it was really... Oh, did he? Yeah, it was really eye-opening. Yeah, he was in the Army. Wow. Really eye-opening to see. Infantry? Yes, yes. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's you come from a, a, a simple folk, if I remember correctly, my right? My father's side of the family, they're simple folk, but they're uh, <laughs> uh, from but, Oklahoma, like, right? Yeah, and uh, Okies. Like I, the I just came from Tulsa. Yeah, there you go. I was just in Tulsa this last weekend with Maria. Awesome place, by the way. By the way, it was uh, it's being gentrified as we stood there. There was uh-huh. a, a giant mural of Woody Guthrie. Uh-huh. And it said this, and his guitar had a sign on it that said, "This machine stops." Kills fascists. Uh-huh. And then right below it, on a fence, there was a sign that – there were two signs. One that said, don't pay the panhandlers. And the other one said, if you climb on this fence, you will be arrested for trespassing. So uh, <laughs> Woody Guthrie and curmudgeons. Right, right. <laughs> Both existing, yeah, coexisting yeah, in yeah. Tulsa. Yeah. So, um, yeah, downtown Tulsa is hipster, uh, is, has been hipsterized. Yeah. Good work is being done with cold brew. Yes. So <laughs> – Where where did you grow up in Oklahoma? No, I didn't grow up in Oklahoma. I was born in Kansas. Oh, that's right. My dad was from Oklahoma. That's right. My dad was in the service, and I was born outside uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. All right. And then uh, my mother was German. Oh, from Germany. From Germany. Did he so. meet her when he was in Germany? When he was yeah, like booked in, in Germany? Yeah, like in 1959 or something I don't think like they yeah. were booked. I think they were stationed. Yes, anyway. They, yeah, yes. they were booked in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Did your dad get booked in Germany yeah, and he, he picked up a waitress? Germany. No? Yes. And so, much, no. <laughs> he, uh, so, yeah, so, and both my mother and my stepmother are Germans. Oh, Germans. He liked a German, he did he? He the Germans. My dad likes a Catholic lady. My uh, my my Weird, mother right? was yeah my mother Irish Catholic my stepmother Italian Catholic wow Polish Italian Catholic yeah, yeah. weird uh-huh. yeah Weird. there's a theme both yeah. alcoholics and my dad was like I don't know why I keep picking alcoholics I said I don't think you pick them I think you make them and uh, <laughs> you know what he didn't need to hear that he didn't like it he didn't want it <laughs> he was like what do you say I was like well, I don't know how's that new woman you're hanging out with she's like. She drinks a lot. And <laughs> I was like, did she always? And uh, <laughs> Oh, that brings a tear to my eyes. So such oh, warmth. Such warmth. It's yeah. always there's always a story. And uh Yeah. So, you know, we have like ten minutes left. Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about uh, some old stuff that you're purchasing? Oh well you had sent an email saying you will be asked about what you are reading lately. Yes. And uh, a bunch of you know, what you are into lately. And I currently am, Felicia Michaels is into. Uh, I love bark cloth. What is that? Bark cloth is like I like vintage atomic bark cloth. It's this material. It's like Mad Men material. Like drapes are made out of them, so they they have really cool patterns on. But I like a, the atomic vintage bark cloth. So it has atomic images like starbursts, or sometimes they have a themed uh, things that they like. I like I, an I, atom. Like you're talking about like yeah, like those atoms, like from the fifties. Yeah. Like they have and all sorts of. I don't know if you know this, but. The, why I liked Hillary Clinton, by the way, is her <laughs> father was a uh, fabric maker. He made those kind of like, I think, uh, uh, curtains and stuff. Really? Yeah, that's how he made his living. That's he was a he, fabric he, maker. He, he was, had a factory or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so, but I'm so fascinated uh, by bark cloth. And they called it bark cloth because the original bark cloths were made from bark. Like you've seen that, the Hawaiian, paper, you know, uh, like if you're going like to made war- from like tree bark, yeah, made from tree bark, that kind of stuff. It, vintage atomic bark cloth is just cotton. Usually, sometimes it can be a certain other weeds. Is it kind of stiff? Kind of so, stiff. There we go. Yeah, so heavy, that's why they think heavy. it. You're yeah, okay. yeah. So you know that's why they call it bark cloth. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, but here's the thing: I am always looking at it. I'm not even fucking reading anymore because <laughs> all I do. All day long as I go on Etsy and I go on eBay and I go on first dibs and I just look for these fucking like patterns. different patterns of oh, bark yeah. cloth. And I get angry like if, if someone buys it. Are they still making them? 
Oh, they they do uh, repos, of, you know, like reproductions of them yeah. and retro, like in uh, you know that kind of stuff. But I like the original source. <laughs> <laughs> you want seventy year old cloth, is what I, I'm hearing. <laughs> you want something from 1955 yeah, that has yes, been folded yes. in an 60s, old lady's sixties, yeah, in yeah. an old lady's closet for yes, the, since 1964. Yes, yes. Can Interesting. you imagine if you found a uh, enough a pristine fabric from that area to cover up a double wide uh, or, or a double uh, aluminum door frame like windows and frames like that that that's so much fabric you could do that like how they used to do in Mad Men and you found a pristine piece that doesn't smell like smoke in an old lady's <laughs> house can you imagine when you stumble across that mothballs that's what it's going it to smell like smell like mothballs okay maybe one little stain <laughs> on the hem or something like that and and then the, the people don't realize what they have, right? Right. And then they're like, yo, $55. And then you want to buy it and you buy it and, and it just keeps combing through that kind of stuff, you know? It's exciting. Are you buying any of it? I do. I have. I just you have bought, bolts of it <laughs> sitting around the house? <laughs> well... I almost did buy a bolt of <laughs> stuff, but I was like, Felicia, I was get, a get a grip. <laughs> okay. Pathetic. No, recently I bought this uh, uh, day bed cover, mm-hmm. and it was made from bark cloth. And it was like, uh, it's pink. The major color is a pink. Okay. And it has, it's like, it has everything you would want to have printed in this really cool pattern. Uh, that's kind of muted into the pink, but it has like ochre and grays in it. Okay. And it's like of, of if you were a 1962 spy. Okay. Like a lady spy in 1962. This would be your motherfucking bedcloth, okay? Because <laughs> it has like pistols on it and cameras on it and the okay. Eiffel Tower on it. And, right, right. And, and I've like seen that. passports on it. And like, it's, but it's original. It's from uh, back in the day. Yes. An okay. orig- and I got it for like $90. And I and it's now carefully packed away. Oh, I have a, wait a I, minute! You're not using it? N- Why would I fucking use it? Are you insane? I know you have a 17 year old. It's a, well, you shouldn't spill coke on it. Do you think you'll spill soda on it? Probably. Well, I'm waiting for those fucking kids to get out of the house. No, actually, because uh, I love old things. I bought a, a mobile home, but it's a, a vintage atomic mobile home up in Topanga, and so probably. It's, Are you living in it? I'm renting it to Leah Krinsky. Oh, comic. But I might move into it uh, when the kids go. When the oh, right. One You're like, when, yeah. and you could downsize. Right. But you know what? I That's why. So I have this sick fantasy because I redid this fucking mobile home. Right. <laughs> so I have this sick fantasy. And it has like a teal atomic oven, like double oven. Okay. That I'm going to put curtains all around it from one source. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have a pink bathroom and right. a turquoise a double atomic oven, so it has to have all these colors. Right. And so the uh, 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 bedspread, the pink bedspread that has the guns on it and the spy stuff yeah. and all that cool shit, that's, I'm going to put that, I'm going to use that to make an outdoor cushion material. <laughs> Right What's for your for your patio. Me? That's it's just real nice patio furniture. That's it's gonna be. You're gonna essentially set up like sort of like a Rockford Files. Yes, yes. You would like, but essentially yes. like yes. not not Jim Rockford, the female version me of cry because you fucking get me. I Jackie. get you. I totally get you. You're like it's who Jim Rockford would marry, and then yes. <laughs> but they would have separate uh, places anyway. She becomes an alcoholic <laughs> right right my, my father dated her yes <laughs> that's but, insane yeah and then uh and so i make these little throws and i put them on my kid's bed and on the couch and then those fucking kids so you know mm-hmm. and a dog mm-hmm. and all that so you got a dog too i got a little dog too so uh you so that's why all the good nice. pieces are uh still packed away s- uh, squirreled away right for the day when for you're alone <laughs> Trailer by myself. Be surrounded. So, do you do some sewing? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, No, I don't fucking sew. Okay, you take them to somebody and have them. I have a dry cleaner, and on the down low, I take them in, and she knows what I like. That's it. This kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I just whenever I bring in anything to be fixed at the dry cleaner, I'm just Uh like, hey, I don't, I don't want to put this button on. 
yeah. will you sew this button on? And she just looks at me and I said, I know, my grandmother's very angry in her grave. But please, yeah. I will give you, what do you want, $4? Right. <laughs> and she's like, I'll do it for $4, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, there's people at uh, dry cleaners here in the Los Angeles area. Yeah, where they do that. Yeah. Who will fix anything. Yeah. They're like, they were, they're women who were raised to be able to use a sewing machine is what That's they were. Right. And right. there are many rangers of the Dork Forest who uh, taught Love themselves. To yeah, oh, who yeah. taught themselves yeah. how to sew. I guess a little bit, but when you're doing something like that with a vintage piece, you don't want to fuck around. You don't want to mess it up. Yeah, you don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. And I get mad because there's these people on the internet uh, yeah, I'm talking to you, Florida bungalow, <laughs> who they snatch up all the great pieces and then they cut them up to make pillows. And then you can you can like order like uh, all count, okay. the material for two pillows. But I'm like, why'd you fucking cut that pattern up? <laughs> that could be a throw or some curtains. That, can, that could be the full curtain <laughs> set the that I'm looking for. And don't do it in teal. I'm saving the teal. <laughs> so just have comfort when you're opening for Maria and doing your fantastic podcast with Lori and editing this podcast that I am on Etsy scouring it for right. some vintage Atomic Bar Club. Well, it has to be done by someone. And you, Felicia Michaels, are doing it. Uh, this is a good place to end, by the way, because we're at uh, 57 minutes, which is... You a- don't fuck around, man. No, You're like no. a machine. It seems like a good idea. So you guys, at Felicia Michaels, are you doing stand-up uh, much... You said you're back. Yeah, yeah. I've been, uh, I'm have tonight, like I'm at the comedy store, but I know you said this is going to You're doing the store too. more. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I'm just, you know, in the Los Angeles area, I will be in Tucson. I want to say. Are you uh, doing laughs? No, I'm doing some theater there with Carol Montgomery. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then, uh, you know, uh, what, oh, I'm doing uh, that Writer's Guild thing I told you about, yep. which is a great thing. And then, you know. Uh, so follow you on Twitter or look, is your do. schedule please on do. net or. Uh, yes, my schedule's on .net, and uh, follow me on my podcast. Uh, that would be awesome, The Liars Club. Go and then listen. if you get a chance, it's just been accepted to a new comedy festival. Where is the comedy festival? Uh, no, my uh, Pervs. Uh, Pervs, the documentary, got accepted into a festival out of Santa Monica. Oh, now I can't remember the name. Oh, but it's here in California. Here in, uh, yeah, in about a month in here. Oh, what a putz. And I then am. one day it'll be What a at... piece of shit I am. Sorry, stop. Festival. Oh, my God, stop talking. <laughs> and uh, so... Uh, you guys, it'll be available on Amazon. You can watch. Yes, uh, it will be available on Amazon. And uh, you could watch. Maybe Laura Kilmartin will do something on our Patreon. Dude, um, she giggled so much through the whole thing. It was hilarious. <laughs> that was what was interesting about Thank it. you for doing Thank The you. Dork Forest, Felicia Michaels. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?